our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Welcome to Girls That Invest. Today's Monday, which means we're bringing you Sticky Money Monday, a weekly advice column where you give us a sticky money situation you're in, whether your ex owes you money, your friend is asking you to fork out for her wedding, or your flatmate just keeps stealing your oat milk, we are here to give you our unsolicited, unfiltered advice. You are joined today by retired nice girl Sim, and with me is expert mean friend Sonia, the friend who tells you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Let's get started. Hello, Sonia. Hello, Simran. So formal. Well, that's because I have a question for you, and I need to preface this with absolute formality and professionalism. Are you getting sick of being called the expert mean friend? I feel like I'm not living up to the persona. I feel like you're like expert mean friend, and I'm like... Please have some empathy when you communicate. You know, that's not the expert mean friend. I feel like I could do better. Should we change it? Like, are you now like, are we both retired nice girls? I think we are. Oh my goodness. I think next week we're going to have to switch it up. Yeah. I think this speaks to a deeper issue of people calling women like the mean friend or tough love friend. It's like, no, you just know what your boundaries are. You know what you want. You know what you need. And if I can give that to every other woman or in my 26 years of living, you know, just encourage one other person to not be walked all over, then I've done a good job. But why am I mean girl for that? Let's dissect. Sonia's like in her villain era, but it's where she's saying, hey, you should stand up for yourself and you should absolutely communicate your thoughts and feelings and do it in a way where you're not blindsiding them. And that is revolutionary. Thank you for that. My villain era is me being a better person (laughs) and we're all thankful for it (laughs) just trying to be a better co-host just trying to be a better employee friend all the things so yeah tune in next week where we'll have a new intro i cannot wait i'm starting to feel bad i'm like expert mean friend like i'm it's not hitting in the same way but anyway let's get straight into this week's show now this is a really short and sweet sticky money situation which i always love i love the long ones i love the short ones anyway let's just get straight into it dear sim and sonia this is not for me but i'd love if you could cover this for mums who are going through a divorce so i can recommend this episode to them Two of my friends who were primary caregivers are now facing life on one income or entering the workforce after a long time with young kids. One in particular has a very nasty ex who isn't contributing much money. 
I'd love for them to be able to work towards being financially independent and seeing a pathway to get started when faced in a situation like this. I feel now that since COVID-19 is finishing, this is kind of the aftermath and will be for quite a lot of women who also may be able to benefit from this. Please help. Oh, this is really sticky. And while it's not for one particular person, it sounds like a situation that we're unfortunately seeing a lot of women and men go through, but particularly more so with mothers, with primary caregivers and with people that, you know, were left out of the financial equation and now have to fend for themselves. I cannot think of anything worse. I just feel like lockdown breakups are a thing like post-lockdown breakups, like I've just been noticing a lot of couples that were posting online and sharing like their lockdown activities that were stuck together throughout, you know, restrictions and all of that, they're not broken up. And I feel like it's so sad to see just like the real world implications of all of it, especially if you've built somewhat of a life together, especially if that person was like your comfort person, especially if you have like shared kids between you two it's there's so many layers that should be my catchphrase of sticky money mondays there are so many layers to these situations that where do we start where do you want to start see that's interesting because no one i know is breaking up after lockdown everyone's getting married if anything i have (laughs) sonia i was looking at my calendar yesterday i have seven weddings next year and on my personal instagram i put up a story and i was like anyone else like i've spaced my calendar like let me know you guys are just banging out weddings and then i had to delete it because i was like that kind of comes across like i don't want to go to anyone's wedding and i still want to be invited but oh my god, I'm kind of jealous. I don't have any planned winnings. Like I have people that in my life that are going to get engaged, which is really cute, and then people who have been married this year. But seven weddings. And most of them are Indian, which means it's not seven events. It's like seven times three events. But it's okay. I'm excited. I'm going to be renting a lot of langas. I'm going to be renting a lot of dresses. I'm going to be raiding everyone's wardrobe. But back to this sticky situation, which is more of a problem than what I'm dealing with personally. It is so difficult. Like, I think this is my biggest pet peeve when men intentionally keep their partners out of the finances or encourage their partners to give up work or say, you know, babe, like, I'd love for our child to have a mum that's at home, that's a caregiver, and then also do not include them in the finances or make it in a way where now that they are left to like kind of have a single income or even go back into the workplace, it's not, of course, let's split all our assets 50-50. Of course, like, you know, you take the home, you've got the kids and I'll find another place and we can work out how we're going to do this home, you know, equity thing or you can buy me out. It's never in the favor of women when it comes to money. And yet, weirdly enough, like culture and society makes us feel like, oh my God, she got half, like divorce is so bad for the man. I have met more women that have been negatively affected by divorce than men. And for men, it's like assets are lost. For women, it's like my livelihood is lost. My children are struggling. Like I am under so much financial constraint. I'm back in the workforce and that's difficult. Like I have to restudy. It's so much more at stake. Yeah. I will say this. It is so overwhelming to do it on your own I feel like if you can reach out to friends people in the community support groups 
even online, if you reach out to people and if you've got, you know, friends on your social media to see what advice people can give you, what free resources people can recommend. And I definitely recommend having a mediator or I know divorce lawyers are usually present when these conversations happen, especially when you're splitting up assets and stuff, which is so necessary because if your partner has kept you out of the loop of finances and kind of excluded you from those conversations and have been making all the decisions without your two cents, don't trust them to divvy up your assets and handle the divorce as well. You need to be in there. They've already done a lot of damage in terms of your confidence, in terms of your self-esteem and dealing with these issues. Don't just take their word on it. I don't care if you think they're the nicest person on the planet and they're taking care of like this part of the divorce while you handle all these extra things. Get in there, which is why I think a mediator or a lawyer or a friend that can be with you just as a third or fourth person in these conversations, they can help see things that you maybe you're not picking up and maybe you're not seeing. You deserve to be in those conversations. Your opinion has weight. And even though it can feel overwhelming and it is overwhelming, I'm like so sorry that these women are going through this. Take the time to understand what's happening. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And sometimes, like you said, that's so hard to do yourself. And that's where the village comes from. The first thing you want to do when you are going through a divorce is get that team, get that village. That might look like a friend who's been through it. That might look like also having, like Sonia said, a lawyer. And when you've got people like that in your sort of immediate circle, you have emotional support, but you're also feeling like you're not getting taken advantage from because you have people in your camp and it's not just your partner and his lawyers or your partner and his team or his bank manager saying, well, this is what we're going to do. Just, you know, sign on the dotted line. I think that's so stressful. One of the things I've heard from my friends that I've met that have gone through divorce as they got really surprised by how quickly it felt business and transactional. And it's like there's this person on the other side that you love or loved. And now it's not seeing them in that light as you like your partner or your husband. It gets very like, okay, let's get down to business. These are the assets. This is what I have. This is what you have. How do we divvy them? And they were just very surprised how their partners could so quickly change and jump from like, family to business and that it takes us perhaps maybe a bit longer to get there and so I think there's a lot to unpack in that and I highly recommend doing what you can to be able to get into those it's not code switching but it's almost like code switching when you're in those meetings in those situations you're there to protect your children you're there to protect yourself and protect your financial future and if that other person is not coming from a place of warmth and empathy that's on them. You can do both. But remember that it's not the best thing to say, but what's the point of being the bigger person if you end up like struggling for the rest of your life? No, divorce is not the time to be a bigger person. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone powered by Stripe. 
Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it, from local pop-ups to global retailers, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible, with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So, how can Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach, and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. You know, these conversations are not the time for you to be like, you know what, they can just take everything, I just want to move on. You need to fight for yourself and for your children, like especially if you do have kids. If this was me and I was going through a separation with my partner and I had children, again, this is all on assumption. This is a scenario. I'm probably going to be emotional as heck and you are too and that's completely valid. But even before we're talking about reaching out to the village, I would try do some self-research and write down a few things that are like important to me as well. So for example, what are the goals that I want to achieve from like the separation? What are some non-negotiables that I want with the kids? What are some mm. things that I want to keep for the kids? And, you know, if they're your partner and you're having kids with them, hopefully they're thinking about the children and the best for them as well. So it's not as burdensome. Yeah, I guess it's not as burdensome or like you trust that they'll have some sort of plan in place for your kids as well. Cause you know, that's just what I would hope. Sometimes that doesn't work out, but at least you've got written down what you need because at least if you've got some idea and you've written it down and there's just chaos in your mind then you can reach out to the village and be like, is there anything that I'm missing? Like, what does this look mm. like? What was your experience with it? Your lawyer, especially if you're going through a legal separation and, you know, the divorce process it is a very legal process. I don't think people understand how legal it is and what jargon there is. And it is clinical. It is transactional because you're trying to get through things at the end of the day. But that's what they're there for. Like, hey, what are your previous clients' experiences? Mm. Have you noticed any similarities between our case and like previous clients or what you've learned? And it's your time to question everything. Because again, you've been kept out of the conversation for so long. These women, this person writing to us as well, these particular women have been kept out of the conversation. So you're starting from step one. So once you've identified what your goals are and you've written that down, including the village, what do you think the third step would be? Firstly, I think doing all of that is so important. Also, if you're sitting here and thinking, God, Sim and Sonia, like I cannot afford an expensive lawyer. Like there are resources out there where you have, you can call them like community lawyers, lawyers that are appointed by organizations that are there to help people that maybe aren't in the financial position to get them. Also, there are lawyers that do pro bono work. So if you just type in like your city and then pro bono lawyers or community lawyers or divorce lawyers, you will be able to come up with a couple of that will fit your budget because you definitely want to have that legal aspect 
The last thing that I find super important is now looking at your finances and going, right, what can I do? Because we're going to have a a significant adjustment period for the next couple of months or even a few years where you are going from one large income or two incomes into a single income household. And more often than not, thanks to the great wage gap and the wealth gap, we're often left in a lower financial position than we were before because we're not often the breadwinners. To me, that is so stressful, but it is so important to see what you can do about getting yourself just a little bit more when it comes to your income and your salary. If you are at a job already, that might look like a conversation with your boss around, right, I'm ready to upskill. I'm taking extra courses. What do I need to do to get that job within the company? Because that is what I need to do. And that can be a lot easier, but for a lot of us, unfortunately, you know, we've taken a break or there's been a bit of a gap. Do not let that affect you. Maybe five years ago that was seen, or maybe even 10 years ago that was seen as a bit of a negative of like employment break. Like, what is that about? You being a homemaker is by no means any less valuable than someone that spent five years working at a corporate job. You have skills, you are organized, you are doing other things. There's no part of me that believes in this day and age we cannot get jobs and get good jobs based off the fact that we've taken breaks. What kind of jobs would suit you I think is dependent. I think it would be very diminishing to be like, well, if you're a mother, you should go be a virtual assistant or if you're a mother, you should go and work remotely in a like admin role. I think that's down to yourself. But I just hope that these words of encouragement around The workplace has changed and thanks to COVID, there's a lot more flexibility around remote, hybrid or wanting to work in the office. I think we're opening up to a more accepting workplace. I agree. I think if you can, if you just want to get your foot in the door, try look at part-time work, try look at some, maybe I guess like when I say less tolling roles, I don't mean that these jobs don't come with difficulty and their own skill set. I just mean if you're used to something else before, you know, taking time off work. But do you have time to work part time at like a flower shop or like part time in retail, part time in customer service or part time where you can get your foot in the door? You're doing a few hours a week, you're getting some extra income and then seeing how you can work your way up or seeing what else is out there just to kind of ease yourself into it. If your schedule, if your, I guess like situation, your bills, your kids, if that allows it, because that is a massive privilege to make that decision. There's so many things that you can do online in terms of teaching yourself how to do something, content creation. But yeah, I completely agree. I think we are working towards more of an accepting workplace and I would hope that employers and recruiters are also keeping an open mind when they see these gaps, especially coming from the pandemic, especially coming from mothers who are very transparent on their CVs and their cover letters, like this is why there's a gap in my resume. Because it's not like they haven't been doing anything, you know? (laughs) That's so true. Exactly. It's just like now that we've got the professionalism out the way, nothing grinds my gears more than partners that screw their partners over during a divorce. It's like you 
married or chose to live like you've made an agreement with this person you've chosen to have a child or spend your life together even if that's not done through like vows you've obviously talked about it and talked about your future and let this person believe that this is forever obviously not all relationships work out that is not the issue you're allowed to leave but god like leave with some grace leave with some like equitable outcomes the idea that people go, hmm, well, I'm going to take all of my retirement fund and all of my cash. And there have been women that have, and I'm not going to tear up, but there have been women that have gone to the bank being like, okay, like my divorce has happened. Let me pull out my side of the money. And like the bank tellers have been like, we're so sorry, but your partner like cleared out that account last night. Mm. Like there is nothing left for you. And like, what do you do in those situations? Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, legally, he can't do that. But do you have the money to then get a lawyer? Do you have the time and the energy to even fight him on it when there's like all these other pressing concerns of like moving home, putting your children in a different school because you've moved area and now you've got to like look for jobs. It's almost like, is that extra 10,000 that he had worth fighting for? Yes, but I get the toll that it takes. Mm. I think also... For those who may be in relationships or can see some red flags or they're going to get married, I just want to say, believe women, like believe the women that have had these experiences, who have been in marriages, who are going through separations, who have been divorced and, you know, people who take the time to share their experiences and they're vulnerable and they're transparent, this is what happened to me. Take the time to listen, take the time to learn because there's a reason people are sharing their stories and I would like to think that it's not for malicious intent in terms of why they're sharing their stories with you. Like you see stories online or, you know, the messages and DMs that we get, the emails that we get of people who have not been treated the way that they deserve by their partners and being left out in the cold for lack of better words take some necessary, I guess, precautions, like have your own emergency fund, have a prenup, like understand finances with your partner before getting into marriage, which is just a legally binding contract that you're going to spend the rest of your lives together. It is clinical. It is transactional. It shouldn't take the love away. It shouldn't take like the respect away from your relationship. Like I can't stress enough to just listen and take things with a grain of salt and just maybe a second to reflect on your relationship or the partnership that you're in because it's important, you know? Oh, a hundred percent. I just, I feel like you've summed it up so well that this probably is a good place to wrap it up, but we will add some links to this episode for resources that you can go to if you're in a sticky divorce where the finances are being affected because there are some great resources out there in the world. Now, of course, if you have a sticky situation, please do DM us or send us an email at hello at girlsthatinvest.com and you may just be featured in next week's episode. All right. Till next time, Sonia. Till next time, Sim. Bye.